spider senses are starting to tingle, tingle, tingle. Welcome back, everybody, to the Three Beers and a Mic podcast. We are here to discuss, holy smokes, man, so much information over the last week or so. Um, We weren't even going to record this week, but then we had Star Wars Celebration happening in Europe. We've got new episodes of Mando that's been released. we got Marvel's trailer, Secret Invasion trailer. We saw the Super Mario Brothers movie breaking all types of records, so we... We got a lot to talk about this week, so let's get into it. As always, please follow us on Cross the Streams Media on all of the socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, That's where we've combined with a lot of other podcasts um, to uh, bring you a bunch of diverse topics that you can pick and choose from, um, including a new episode of Burn Appetit, which was released recently. Uh, Bernie's here. What's up, dude? Please talk about the new episode. Hello. Uh, yeah, we did a musical episode. Not really a musical, but we did one for Lent where we went around and we tried, um, I believe, seven fast food fish sandwiches. And we talked about them and we ranked them. I personally had um, 11? 11 or 13. Had, I don't remember. You had 11, right now, I think. Well, which yeah. one was but, uh, number one? Popeyes. Yeah. Popeyes is a soup. Popeyes. Popeye's classic flounder fish sandwich is awesome. It is something I would order more than once. The rest of the fish sandwiches were okay to really bad. Um, I heard heard Whataburger has a bad one. I've never had their fish sandwich. They couldn't do that one because Bernie doesn't have a Whataburger. Yet. It's in Kansas City. I could have drove three hours to Kansas City to get it, but... (laughs) That would have been outrageous. Okay. Um, The Popeye's uh, fish sandwich is good if you do not get the spicy. Yeah. Surprisingly, the spicy one is worse than the classic by like a lot. Now, after y'all's episode, I did try. I don't want to spoil the whole thing, but I did try one of the fish sandwiches you guys did speak pretty highly of was the King's Hawaiian sandwich at Arby's. Mm -hmm. And uh, that one was pretty good. Yeah, it's good. I was surprised because um, I didn't know what to expect, but y'all had pretty good comments about them. Yeah, like, that one was number. That one was number two. On yeah, the was I'll spoil decent. it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, we got Adam back. You can you, you heard his voice. Welcome back, Adam. After a couple months, uh, uh, we missed you, man. Welcome. Well, thank you. Um, Dwayne is taking a night off. Um, he's been recording a whole bunch of cross the streams uh, 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 podcasts on, like I said, on our network. So we're going to give him a night off and it's just going to be us three tonight. So let's start off with what we're drinking. Adam's back. What do you have, Adam? I'm in the boonies. So right now uh, I'm drinking nothing. Dude, if you're in the boonies, that's all they have is liquor stores (laughs) and gas stations. I hope I'm not the only one drinking. Bernie, what do you have? I have two of my favorite beer. Old, regular old Budweiser. Good for you. Good Love for regular you. Old Bud. Bud. And then I also have a uh, Stella. Stella Artois. Perfect. I was going to get Bud, and I forgot, so I grabbed some Michelob Ultra. Um, but, I love uh, regular good, Budweiser so much. Yeah, it's, it's actually not terrible. 
I had one last week. I was like, I forgot how good this was. All right, guys. So let's get into some topics of the week. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to wait to give our Super Mario review um, thoughts um, at the end. But I do want to start off with some news about the Super Mario Brothers because it made a lot of money uh, over the weekend. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Friday through Sunday, what was it, $206 million? Yeah, I think the finals was 206 206 million dollars friday saturday sunday now granted good no, friday no, no. wednesday that that was wednesday through sunday no i think 206. wednesday through sunday was like 238 no, it was like 147 friday saturday sunday and it was 206 including um uh, wednesday thursday okay i'm gonna look this up real quick pretty sure Pretty sure that I, was the I, five day because it beat Frozen's record for a Friday through Sunday uh, haul. If it only made 140 million million, then it didn't do that. Let me see. Doing oh yeah, you're this. right. So 146 million. You're right. Okay. So it made 206 million total from Wednesday through Sunday, which is still which is still amazing. Insane. Insane. Yeah, that's that's bonkers. Um, it was projected for under that. I think it was projected to do like 140 initially, and it was like 80 like three weeks ago. They were saying it would do 80 to 90. (laughs) And then Fandango announced that it's it's their fastest selling ticket of the entire year so far. And then the projections went up to like 140. Then they went up to like 175. And then it came in at 206. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, dude, that's printing money. That is printing money. That is good word of mouth, excitement, um, taking your kids, family weekend, Easter weekend. Holy Christmas. What a haul. It did another 20 on Monday and 15 yesterday on Tuesday. $15 million on a Tuesday during the school year. It's going to pass 250 domestic this today after tonight. That's less than a week. Yeah. 250 million bucks. It's, Good for that film. It made more than Shazam's worldwide total in one weekend. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. I think total after the weekend, the worldwide was like 377. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Crazy. Yeah. Bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. So, Adam, you haven't seen the movie yet, right? No, I haven't. Is it something you're interested in, or are you kind of like, eh? Yeah. Eh, okay. Um, I know the experience is probably <laughs> heightened if you have kids. Yeah, it's most for kids, and I don't have any kids. So, but uh, you guys are giving it a good word of mouth, so I might go see it. I think you'll enjoy it, even if you don't take your children. Um, I really do. There's there's a lot of nostalgia in the movie. Um, but again, we'll yeah. talk about that at the review towards the end. But it's geared you don't towards have to take kids. two demographics: kids. Yeah. And Rami. <laughs> yeah. That's how I would describe it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's a very good uh that's a very good uh description. All right, so uh let's get into some trailers that have been released recently. We're gonna start off with the new Secret Invasion trailer. Uh this is going to be a Disney Plus series. I don't know how many episodes yet, but it's coming out in the summer. Um I think it's gonna be the next Disney Plus show that they release under the Marvel banner. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, they released their first full trailer. And for anyone who doesn't know much about Secret Invasion, this was a huge comic book run, I think in like 2008, where scrolls have infiltrated the Marvel Universe and disguised themselves as very well-known Marvel characters. So if you had a favorite character, there was a chance that you've been reading about this character and they were an alien. And the really the gimmick of the series was figuring out each week which one of your favorite heroes was a, was a scroll, right? And it was a surprise at the end of every issue. Um, so this is taking that story and adapting it to the MCU um, because, you know, they did introduce the scrolls in Miss um, Marvel. Haven't really done much with them since. And so this is going to be their own series. Nick Fury's in it. Uh, Maria Hill's in it. A couple other cameos. Rhodey. Rhodey's in it. Yep. So we saw the first trailer. Adam, you're back. What did you think of the Secret Invasion trailer? What do I always think? There, it was good. I mean, are you interested in the show? Of course, I probably will. Did you read the comic book? No, I never got to read the comic book. Because in 2008, you were still reading comics, right? Well, I was still buying them, but I stopped reading them a while back. Okay, so you were buying the issues, but you were just storing them for, like, collectible reasons? Yeah. Okay. Um, How did I move? What a waste of money. Well, yeah, where are you storing all your stuff now? I put it in storage, dude. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, for us collectors, if you, especially if, I don't know if you downsized or not, um, but yeah, if, if you have if if you're moving into a smaller place and you've got the amount of collectibles that you have, there's nowhere else to put them. Are you thinking about maybe selling some of that stuff? Yeah, I, I, I uh, separated some stuff and I told my my cousin he, he likes to sell stuff on eBay. So I told him sell them on eBay and we can go have it. You oh, just wow, described nice. my worst my worst nightmare. Half and half? No, not half and half. Just you know what he's having said? to go, sell you your half stuff. And half? Yeah, I said half and half. Whew. Good deal for your cousin. I mean, you could give him like 20%. <laughs> it's your <laughs> stuff, dude. Yeah. I mean, 20% is a pretty good fee. Hey, post this stuff for me and I'll give you 20% of the profit. Hey, he's on the hook for all the taxes and the social number and all yeah, that shit, fair. too. That's fair. All right, cool, Bernie. What'd you think? Uh, I thought it looked good. I, um, I like how it looked like it was like more gritty and like a more of a spy thriller feel to it than anything we've seen so far. Um, it looked like that show. Yeah. Um, it it didn't scream secret invasion to me from the comics, um, mm-hmm. which I mean I understand they can't at this point start going around and being like, hey, remember Captain America? He was a scroll. <laughs> that would just be insane. I know. To try to, try to work through all that. So I, I get it. Um, it looks like the main bad guy is going to be Super Scroll, um, who is a Fantastic Four baddie. Um, I think that would be really cool if it is Super Scroll. Um, He's not a baddie. He, 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 
He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a good actor. Dude, um, Super Scroll is a great character. Yeah. Um, yeah. For I mean, if this is a way they want to introduce him, sure. As long as you don't kill him off at the end, like just yeah, don't, so don't his, do that. His powers in the comics is that he has all the abilities of the Fantastic Four at the same time. Mm-hmm. And since we haven't seen them yet, it'll be interesting to see what they do if he is the bad guy, like what power set they give him, or if they just kind of give him generic, like he can do flames. He can do, well, I guess all their powers are generic, right? Strength, stretchy flames. Yeah. Invisible. Give them all that. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, I thought it looked really cool though. Um, I'm excited for, it's, I feel like it's been forever since we've had Disney plus Marvel stuff. So it's been a while. I mean, the last one was what? She Hulk. Yeah, that was last um, summer. Wasn't there a no? The uh, was She Hulk before or after that Guardians Christmas? Oh, thing? that was before Guardians was like November ish. Yeah, so if you count that, okay. But, yeah. Um, I I I mirror your opinions. I thought the grittiness looked great. If it's truly going for that effect, where it's like this espionage who is it sort of drama every week where it's not as jokey and there's like serious consequences where Nick Fury stumbles upon this scheme of scroll infiltration into our military government. Um, that would be really, really cool. It doesn't have to be, Oh my God, you know, Electra is a scroll. Like it doesn't have to be that type of stuff. It can be, you know, people in powerful positions who make decisions for our, well-being that's, that's what i think it'll be it's going to be government officials like secretary of state blah, yeah. blah, blah or whatever totally f- i'm i'm on board okay but because you're right when i watch the trailer i'm like okay this is not giving me the secret invasion comic book vibes right which to me was one of my favorite arcs ever in com i love the secret invasion series i thought it was so unique so cool um right up there with the ultimates for me the ultimates one and two just genius writing. Um, so if it's not like that, I understand it can't be. I get it. Um, but if they go with the grittiness, make it less jokey, make it more real world stakes. And you do. And if you do introduce Super Scroll, for the love of God, don't kill him off. <laughs> I'm on board for sure. Um, yeah. So um, that brings us to the new Marvel's trailer, which we talked about before. The scrolls were introduced in, in Miss Marvel uh, to begin with. And we did get our first Marvel's trailer. Um, I will go first on this Captain one. Marvel, not Miss Marvel. Captain Marvel. You're right. Not Miss Marvel. Excuse me. Miss Marvel was the Disney Plus show. Um, I'll go first and then we'll walk backwards. Um, because uh, I didn't Why, like Rami? it. No, it's not because <laughs> of that. Okay. I praised She-Hulk. You guys know this. <laughs> I love that show. It's not because I hate women. It's not because it's a women ensemble. It's you can just, handle one woman. I don't. Three is too much, dude. These jokes are not good. Like, like there I weren't I don't, even jokes, dude. Miss so 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 uh, Miss Marvel Kamala Khan gets zapped into a spacesuit, takes Monica Rambeau's place, is floating in space. Is like, hey, Nick Fury, I know you. That's not funny, man. That's not funny. Okay, to me, I don't like jokes like that. That's her character. 
So the, the trailer starts off by showing that these Marvel characters, Kamala Khan, Monica Rambeau, and Captain Marvel are like switching places in real time. So if you watched Miss Marvel, the end credit scene was um, um, uh, Brie Larson's character like walks out of Kamala Khan's closet and she gets sucked into some parallel universe and people were wondering, well, what does that mean? Okay, well, it looks like this movie is going to be shifting these characters into all these different scenarios and they have to figure out what to do. So Monica Rambeau could be fighting some alien in space and then all of a sudden Kamala Khan is taking her place, right? And now you've got Captain Marvel sitting in a family room with Kamala Khan's parents trying to explain where their, their kid is. Like, whoopsie daisy, like... That's I don't I don't like that stuff. It's not funny to me. I never finished watching Miss Marvel, so I know that before I watch this movie, I probably have to watch it because I don't know anything about Kamala Khan's character. I watched the first episode and I hated it. So um, I'm not looking forward to this film. Uh, the trailer I didn't think was very good, and I'm one of those people who says, "Well, see the movie first before you criticize it." But no. Trailer was not good. Please go, Bernie. I thought it looked really fun. Of course you did. I, I did. I love Miss Marvel. I didn't like the TV show. I thought the first episode was amazing. And then for some reason, they just like went away from that for the rest of the series. Um, I think it looked really fun. I, I think the idea of them switching like that is really cool. Um, I, I thought the part when... Miss Marvel and um, Goose, that cat, um, the Flurgan, that when it ate those two guys in the hallway, and Miss Marvel like looked at it and like started screaming, like trying to back away from it. I thought that was really funny. Um, the only thing that worries me is I took screenshots of the clear green screen mm-hmm. during the trailer, and I think some of this, some of it looks really bad. I understand like Nick Fury being in space, that green screen. That's whatever, but like you can't film on a set in someone's house <laughs> to make it look real. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. It's like, doesn't it cost more money to produce those effects than to just like rent an apartment? So what they do is like they'll they'll put the stuff like the chairs and the table and stuff, all that stuff will be real, and then the background will all be green screen. And Dwayne said it um best. It looks like they're using portrait mode on like an iPhone. Sure. Where everything's kind of blurry in the background. Yeah. And it's, I mean, everything's going to be blurry because you're focusing on the foreground, but like mm-hmm. there's no depth to the items behind them. Like Nick Fury in the doorway talking to Camilla's dad, there's a pole behind him and then trees. Like that's all you can see. And like, you can just tell that that's just like a screen in a digital flat image they put behind him. Because there's no depth to the pole that's like right behind his head. You know what I mean? It's not 3D. It's a 2D shitty looking pole. It's just like, why, why like, are they not using the mirror studio like in Mando? When the Mandalorians are walking on a desert planet, it looks like they're walking on a desert planet. Why yeah, can't well, that's they what use they do. that they put studio? sand on the ground and then they use video game rendering and stuff but we have never gotten screenshots of mando episodes saying this green screen looks terrible because they're not using that they're using this mirror dome world where everything just looks natural i didn't even know like we've said this before on the podcast i didn't even know that 
they were using that type of technology until I watched the behind the scenes of the first season. I'm like, wait a minute. You're telling me that wasn't water? Like, that's impossible. That looks real. Oh, no. It's yeah. new technology. It's mirrors. They're, I don't know well, why they're they not They don't have that, that in Atlanta, Rami, where they film all they the Marvel should. movies. Build it everywhere. You make trillions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the only thing that worries me is the only other Marvel movies that it's really bad in are the Spider-Man movies. At least the first two Spider-Man movies. They'll, they, they'll have like a scene of them at school where the deaths you can tell are real and MJ will be standing in front of the desk talking to him and then the, the chalkboard behind him is just like clearly just a green screen and she like pops out like a, like she's 3D against this background and you can just tell the background's fake and it's just like rent a school room yeah, for yeah, a day yeah, like go yeah. film in one classroom you know for a day film your scene pay the school whatever like Everything looks so fake and shitty, and it's only going to look worse. It's going to look like the prequels, the Star Wars prequels do now, how that looks like shit, but it, at the time it looked good. 15 years from now, all the Marvel movies are going to look like ass. And then Top Fair. Gun's still going to look awesome because Top Gun is an actual fucking movie where they filmed actual sets and actual planes and real stuff. Yeah, and it made a, uh, it made a billion bucks. <laughs> yeah. All right, Adam, what'd you think of the Marvels trailer? Well, honestly, I didn't get to see that one. Oh, you didn't? No, but I'll see Not it. good. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch it. Uh, the Marvel, Miss Marvel, I only watched two episodes like you, and it didn't attract my attention either. Okay. Now, fair enough. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Give it a gander. You know, um, it's worth a watch. It, and then, because I'd really like to see your opinion. Um, I know you have tr been trying to avoid trailers recently because uh, you want to go into the movie fresh, but the movie doesn't come out till November. So they really don't show much in this trailer. Okay. So you can at least watch the first one. Okay. All right. So let's switch some gears and get into some Star Wars talk. You missed um, a trailer. Oh, what did I miss? Blue Beetle. Oh, yeah, Blue Beetle with my boy Miguel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. How dare you? Sorry. Um, yeah, so uh, the Blue Beetle trailer dropped for DC. And side note, a lot of people have been asking, is this movie like Shazam 2, where it's being shown to an audience into a universe that's going to be phased out? Why are we even going to watch this? They're rebooting all this crap. This is stupid. But if you go back and you listen to James Gunn's like six minute video where he was talking about all the future projects that he's looking forward to and his new creation and the new Superman he's building and all that type of stuff, he included Blue Beetle in his universe. So it was a quick one line sort of sentence, um, but he did include that movie in his speech. He didn't include Shazam 2. He didn't include Aquaman 2, none of those things, but he did include Blue Beetle. So people are saying that this movie is far away enough from the uh, DCU that James Gunn is including it in his world. So, Or it's that, good. Or it's good, yeah. Because <laughs> for 
Blue Beetle to have a movie in the first place is ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty wild. That's that's bonkers. And for the trailer to come out and actually be very interesting um, is also bonkers. So, of course, it's going to be that, you know, um, the, the, you know, the kid who gets the technology that infects him, makes him a superhero. He has to learn about his powers. He can't fly the suit right. He has to learn about the targeting mechanisms. Can my suit like Spider-Man? You're story? describing yeah. Sam yeah. He's Spider-Man. Exactly. And and that's fine. Origin stories are fine, especially for a character that Government nobody knows them. about. We've all seen the story a million times. Exactly. Um, but if you get the right actors, you get the right supporting cast, origin stories done the right way are totally welcome, especially for a character that nobody knows anything about. And I got to say, the suit looks awesome. The jokes were pretty funny. Um, the transformation, very good. Um, the, the, the fight scenes that you kind of saw in the hallway, super violent. Um, and we, we love, uh, the actor they chose to, to play Blue Beetle. If you watch Cobra Kai, you know, he's Johnny Lawrence's student. And so when I heard that he got this role, I was super stoked for him. Um, yeah, it was very good. Adam, tell me you watched the Blue Beetle trailer. <laughs> I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, oh, geez. Okay. The movie comes out in like, wait, he like a have, month? He didn't have internet. That's fair. Um, Definitely better than the Marvels trailer. So yeah, uh, watch Blue Be- Blue Beetle. I think is actually gonna be legit. Yeah, I do. I'll watch too. it right after we finish here. Uh, George Lopez is in it too. He plays the dad. Mm-hmm. He calls Batman a fascist. Mm-hmm. I, that was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Um, all right, Bernie, what'd you think? I I thought it also looked really fun. Yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised by it because I'm like Blue Beetle, like what the fuck, what the fuck are they making a Blue Beetle movie? Because uh, he's so lame. But um, yeah, I think it looks, I think it looks great. I think Aquaman two is gonna suck. I think the Flash yep. is gonna be awesome, and I think yep. Blue Beetle is gonna be awesome. Yep. So. Yeah, you can tell that James Gunn has seen all these projects, obviously, and so he's praising the ones that he knows are great. <laughs> yeah. And he's mm-hmm. completely ignoring the ones that they just have to release because they need to make money back. I think his attitude towards Shazam 2 before it came out pretty much told everyone that that movie was going to suck real bad. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which is a shame because I really, really love Shazam 1. Shazam 1 was good. Yep. I would say it was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Adam, real quick, uh, did you? Because I'm the only one who saw Shazam two. Did you see Shazam two? No. Jesus, man. Okay. Well, it's not good. Well, Don't go watch it. You guys were saying it wasn't. It wasn't good. So. I oh, so you actually listen? You listen? You listen to the episode? No, to you guys. You oh, on the text. Yeah. Okay. Text thread. Yeah, it wasn't good. You can you can save your money. Watch it, it for takes, free when it streams online. It takes a lot for me to not go see a movie that I'm like somewhat interested in i've been going to the movie theater all during covid <laughs> even yeah. like i never stopped going i saw tenant in the movie theater i saw new mutants in the movie theater um at, during the height of covid i was still going to the movie theater so for me to skip black adam and shazam 2 is a big deal sure you made the right choice black adam. 
What do you think of Black Adam? Oh yeah, did... you haven't even given us your opinion. What do you think of that piece of crap? It was. It was they did try to do a twist on it, but it was okay. I mean, it didn't bother me. Adam, he wakes up after like three thousand years of slumber and speaks perfect English. Horrible writing. Why does the Rock speak perfect English? Because he's the Rock and he's he's not an actor. Awful. <laughs> he can't play all these like accents and stuff. Ugh. Yeah. All this right. Sucks because they they could the, the Justice Society has so many cool members that they could have done really cool stuff with. Doctor Fate is awesome. Hawkman is awesome. Yeah, Doctor Fate was really good. He, yeah, Dr. I like. I thought okay he was the best the part movie. of the movie. Yeah, he was okay. Bronze is Pierce. Pierce Bronze. Yeah, the, the, there's, there's. He's such a cool character. Like that. That whole character is just really unique and cool. So hopefully we see some more of them, but who knows? So before we get into some Star Wars celebration news, who's going to see Return of the Jedi April twenty eighth? Back in the theater. I am. Yeah, I'm going to go too. Um, have you guys seen the poster they released? Yeah. Holy crap! I hope they sell that thing. It's so beautiful. Um, that's the way posters should look. If you're gonna do the face thing where you have Han Solo and Chewbacca and Darth Vader, make it like that. Like that's man, what a gorgeous poster! I think it'll just be cool to go see an original trilogy movie in the theater again. I know I've seen the movie 800 times, but just to go see it in the movie theater again, I think it would be cool. I agree. Um, I've seen I've seen the I've seen A New Hope in the theater. I saw Empire Strikes Back, and I've never seen Return of the Jedi on the big screen. So this that was my favorite one of the three growing up. I've seen all of them on, on the big screen. I know. Look, you saw them when they originally came out. Yes. Yeah. Good for you. I am not jealous at all. My, you know what? My dad didn't really like to go to the movies, but he took us to go watch Star Wars, and it was so badass. That's awesome. I, I, wild. I can't so, even Adam, imagine what that would have been like. Adam, let me ask you this. I've never asked you this before. So you were in the theater in Empire Strikes Back when, when Darth Vader revealed he was Luke Skywalker's dad, right? Yeah. What did your theater do? Was it like gasps and Everybody like did people start talking to each other or was it just silent? No, no, it wasn't silent. People started screaming. And, yeah. yeah. Because, was, you know, that first Star Wars was sold out too. When I went, we sat mostly on the front. The best place to sit. Ugh. <laughs> no. That's where I sit, baby. Row sit two or three. I don't like to sit two, 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 four. I sit in the middle. Too many people around. You sit well, row two I, and three, no one's sitting by you. I asked my dad, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. I asked my dad when he went and saw Empire Strikes back in the theater, and he goes, he goes, son, it was pandemonium. He goes, you go to movies, people will laugh and cheer and clap and cry, and that that's part of the film. But when when I saw that scene... I immediately turned uh, to your mom and said, 
that's bullshit. There's no way he's and everyone around is like, oh, come on, he's lying to him. Like, there's no way that's his dad. This is a trick. He wants to convert him. And everyone was just having all these discussions during the film. And they, at that point, that was like the biggest surprise in cinematic history. Um, cause everybody thought he was lying and, but they were having those discussions in the theater. And I thought that was just so fantastic. Um, what a cool, what a cool moment. And I'll never get to experience. I can't, I can't imagine what that would have been like in the seventies to see star Wars for the first you, time. Oh man. Think... I bet that would have been awesome. Yeah. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but the original star Wars in 1977, didn't it make like 400 plus million during its complete theatrical run? I'm pretty sure that's what it made. I mean, that might as well be $4 billion uh, back then when. What would be an equivalent of that Jurassic Park, maybe? I mean, because what did movie tickets cost then? Like $2? I mean, like the never before seen aspect of it. Jurassic Park. Yeah, when you Jurassic saw those, Park those is like a confidence. For the first time, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. And I saw Jurassic Park in the theater and so I, I remember seeing those dinosaurs on screen. I'm like, that's a real dinosaur. Yeah. Yep. That's a good equivalent. And then I guess would you say that future generations would, would maybe say Avatar, the first one, as far as visual effects are concerned? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean every fifteen, twenty years you have these Ground bake, ground, you know, breaking movies. Infinity War is probably going to be up there on people's lists. Sure, sure. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, and then Barbie Jeremy, movie. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for that. We didn't talk about that trailer. I thought the trailer was awesome. <laughs> Just because I love Ryan Gosling, everyone knows that. What a what a perfect uh, person to play Ken. But I thought the jokes landed. See, that's a, that's a joke that I laughed at, um, <laughs> especially when they're talking about beaching each other or whatever. Who's Barbie? You don't. Margot oh, have you not Robbie. seen the Barbie trailers? Margot Robbie. Oh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, great casting. I probably won't see it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to see that. You're not going to go see the Barbie movie? No, oh, I won't. Uh, no. Oh, I'm going to be there. You by yourself or you're taking? No, I'll go with the wife. She wants to see it. No, he's going to go by himself. <laughs> no. <laughs> by himself first and then bring the wife. <laughs> All right, let's talk some celebration news. Bunch of stuff that was released. Um, celebration this year took in Europe. My goal is to convince three beers that we should all take a trip to Japan in 2025. I think that would be super dope. And we've got two years to plan it. I know Dwayne wants to go to Japan. I know he does. He talks about it all the time. And the fact that we know that Celebration is going to be there. Bernie, would you go to Japan? Yeah. Of course. I told Adam, the wife, would you go to Japan? I, I told the wife today, and she basically <laughs> told me to fuck off. Oh. <laughs> I need to renew my, uh, my passport. passport. I think he's about to expire. Dude, we got two years to plan this. Let's go. Let's go what to is Japan. it, 25? 2025. Hey, she said I can't go without her, so she'd have to go. And I was like, all right, but I'm ditching your ass to go to the celebration. Yeah. 
at least First for of all, two days or whatever it is. I've always wanted to go to Celebration. It seems like such a positive fan experience that, you know, um, everyone there loves Star Wars and all the characters from the past movies love being there. And if they're not there in person, even Harrison Ford made a video message where he actually looked enthusiastic about what he was saying. Because uh, I know that it's been well documented. He doesn't really like talking about Star Wars a lot. But I think as he's getting older, especially now that the new Indiana Jones movie is coming out, he's starting to feel more nostalgic for these characters that he's played. Um, his message was really great to the fans. But, you know, Ewan McGregor was there. Hayden Christensen was there. Um, you know, uh, uh, they announced a whole timeline of new events that are going to be coming out, a whole bunch of new movies that are going to be coming out. Uh, Filoni was there. Favreau was there. Daisy Ridley was there. Why? Let's find out. Um, so before we get into the trailers that they revealed, they kind of showed a timeline sort of MCU style of the different phases of Star Wars they're going to be going into. Um, they talked about the High Republic, the New Republic. They talked about the Old Republic, talked about um, uh, 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 the New Jedi Order. Just it's on Google. You can you can Google it. And they started announcing certain movies that will be taking place during this timeline. There's going to be one movie that's going to be taking place, I think, 25,000 years before A New Hope. There's going to be a movie that's going to be taking place kind of like in the Mandalorian timeline that we're in right now, where Favreau and Filoni didn't really give a lot. But they said, we're going to kind of try to wrap up a lot of these TV shows we've been doing with Ahsoka and Bad Batch and Mando. And we're going to we're going to bring that to the film world and try to just get this all wrapped up together. Um, and then they surprisingly revealed a movie that's going to take a place 15 years after the rise of Skywalker. Everybody thought that movie was such a horrible film. Leave it dead and buried. Why are you even going to go back to that? But then they announced that Daisy Ridley would be um, taking on a new generation of Jedis for the future. So her role in this new movie is kind of secret. They're not saying this is a continuation of Rise of Skywalker. She's going to be they're, Luke. They're bringing her in to start a new Jedi Order. Luke. It's yeah, exactly what Luke did. Pretty much. But his Jedi Academy failed because it <laughs> burned to the ground. So they have to rebuild it somehow. Well, and... someone else's kid is going to end up being a bad guy. Sure. Um, but Bib Fontuna you... is going to have a kid that's going to be a Jedi. And <laughs> How do you guys feel about maybe Daisy getting an, another chance at redeeming that last movie? I think that's why they brought her back is like, let's let's put her in the film. Maybe she's in there for, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes, maybe. And we try to set up the future for the new Jedi Order and we give her a chance to not have a lasting impression of Rey Skywalker. What what are your guys' thoughts? Go ahead, Adam, Adam. Do you even know that she was coming back? No, I didn't. All right. Well, she's back. You didn't like Rise of Skywalker, did you? Uh, no, no, I was not that. You know that milking kid and all that. No, that was that was uh, the Last Jedi. I mean, that was yeah, yeah. That was that was the milking one. That was when Luke was an old curmudgeon 
drinking alien milk. Rise of Skywalker was the one where you found out that Rey was actually the granddaughter of Palpatine. And then her and Kylo kissed at the end and then he died and then reincarnated and then died again or whatever. Oscar Isaac has a line in the movie that says Palpatine's alive somehow. Yeah. Somehow Palpatine's (laughs) returned. I think it was the line. I actually rewatched it about six weeks ago. It's not the best. So I, I don't disagree. Okay, well, um, Bernie, what do you think? Do, are you are you were you pissed when you heard it, and then you're like, eh, we'll see? Or I hate it. Okay, I hate fig- it. Figured. Let the Skywalker era just be done, please, for the love of God. You told us it was over and done, and then they bring Ray back for another movie. If they need one more movie to feel like they get closure, whatever, I'll still go to the movie theater to watch it. But for the love of God, please tell a different story. Don't have anyone be related to anyone. We don't need to, we don't need Palpatine's fucking third third generation grandson or whatever twice removed bullshit. Just stop it. Please do something different. You have a whole galaxy that you can just make up stuff. Whatever you want to do. There's New planets, new names, new ships, whatever, and you keep just fucking going back to the same stuff. But they announced a movie that's going to be taking place in, like, I mean, again, twenty five thousand years before. Yes, that that could be cool. Yeah, that one could be really cool. I mean, we've seen they can do great Star Wars. Andor was fucking awesome. Yeah, I loved Andor. Andor didn't do any of that bullshit that the movies have been doing. Or Mando does. Mando does a lot of it too. Um, it seems like they're doing. They're gonna do. I've been on a big Star Wars comic kick. It seems like a lot of the stuff in the timeline they're gonna be ripping from the comics. Yeah, absolutely. Especially the when old they Republic, do the old, the old, old Republic, Republic stuff for sure. New yeah. Republic, High Republic. Those are all comic series. Um, they're kind of alluding to the Air of the Empire series as well. Yeah. Which a, a lot of Star Empire's Wars people so tell good. you is some of the best Star Wars stories ever written. It's ever. so good. It's so yeah. good. It blew so, me away. I read the first volume of it, and oh my god, it's it was insane. Now it's all legends right now. Correct. Um, except for High Republic. High Republic's not. Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna see Doctor Afra here soon. I guarantee oh, it. Oh man, what a great character. Um. What's the um, Black Chewbacca's name? He was a comic character that we saw in Book of Gershwin or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't his first ever appearance in a comic? Yeah, it was. In a, one of the Vader comics, I think. It uh, was. Yeah. He was like the evil. Those are awesome, too. The, da- the Darth Vader comics are so freaking good, too. Yeah, because like... it takes a character that you you didn't know much about from the movies and gives him a really great world to explore. Like the missions he goes on in the first, I mean, it has a little bit to do with Luke, but not really. Um, He, 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 he's like, he's like, like scheming behind the emperor to do all this stuff without him finding out. It's so awesome. Yeah. He basically wants to destroy all the Jedi and the emperors like, let it go. They're on the run. Who cares? And he, yeah, he doesn't want to do that. He does this one thing. He does something cooler in the comics than he's ever done in any movie or show. He cut off this dude's arm that also had a lightsaber on it. 
So his like dead arm is holding a lightsaber and then he force pulls it to himself. So the lightsaber goes through the guy's chest. And I was just sitting there reading this. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> where's this guy? Like you take that and then you watch uh, episode four, a new hope and see that Vader. You're like, <laughs> this isn't even the same guy <laughs> as he's doing the one mile per hour. <laughs> like, I want to see that Vader. Give me a prequel or whatever with that Vader. That guy sounds cool. That's what I'm hoping because there's there's massive rumors that there's going to be an Obi Wan Kenobi se- season two, and that the what what the plot points are going to be is that Obi Wan goes on his trials with Qui Gon in the canyon, and then you have a separate parallel story of Vader doing all of that stuff. So and they don't meet again. They don't talk to each other. They don't have another what do you mean battle. Doing this trial, Qui Gon. Qui Gon's way dead. Well, no, but Qui Gon showed up as his ghost apprentice, uh, his ghost appearance, ghost Qui Gon, oh, okay. and then he's going to go Force through the canyon and say, "We have a lot I to gotcha. talk about." And that's when he learns how to talk with the Force ghosts, tap into the Force even more. Maybe there's a Darth Maul appearance. Ooh. Um, Spider but that, Darth Maul. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways that can go where you can have another season of that. And then you can get those episodes of Darth Vader just wreaking havoc in all these places and doing cool lightsaber stuff like that. I don't know. Old Republic is awesome, too. If you haven't read Old Republic. Oh, man. It's wonderful. It's so good. So um, lots of really cool reveals at Star Wars Celebration. If you're a Star Wars fan, it was really cool. Um, they showed the new Ahsoka trailer, uh, which which was the first official trailer you could actually watch. The leaked one from last year, you know, if you got a chance to watch it, great. There was a whole bunch of new stuff. But you actually got to see confirmed that Ahsoka is taking a massive, massive um, cast from Rebels. And just dropping them into this show. It's everybody except Kanan because he's dead. Whoa. So, spoilers. Oh. Well, I mean, dude, that show came God out damn six it, years Rami. ago. Sorry. I'm not done yet. I'm only on season three. You haven't finished? No. Oh, I messed up. I'm sorry. Dick. Sorry. Good I thought time, you finished whatever. that a long time ago. No. Jerk. Okay, well, he's dead. Who's yeah, dead? Thanks. Um, Kane is so dead. You saw Ezra, you saw Sabine, um, you saw, um, we already saw Zeb and Mandalorian. Saw Zeb, yep, saw him and Mando. Um, God, what's the pilot woman's name? Hera, you saw Hera, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, here's my, here's my thing to you guys if you haven't watched Rebels. How are they going to well, explain? Well, you just fucking spoiled it. So why why is anyone going to watch it now? Okay. If you haven't watched Rebels, how are you going to know who these characters are? Or do you think you even need to? Do you think they're going to be able to introduce them in a way where you can explain the backstory of these characters and why they're important from four seasons of a cartoon? That's a good point. I don't know. I I think they'll just be like, hey, this is this guy. We did, We did stuff together. Okay, fair enough. Basically, all you have to do. I mean, I don't think they need to watch 13 episodes of droids fucking around on a cartoon. All right, fair enough. Chopper was there. He saw Chopper. Um, 
Adam, did you watch the Ahsoka trailer? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Bernie, what did you think of the Ahsoka trailer? I thought it was fine. It looks like it's going to be a rebel circle jerk. What's wrong with is, that? Uh, uh, is it going to be a show or a movie? It's going to be a show. Show. Coming up fairly soon, right? Isn't that the next Star Wars? Yeah. It comes out in like a month and a half. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it'll be cool. I mean, yeah. you can clearly see there's a lot more Jedi versus Sith sort yeah. of lore, um, which is really great. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going to have like any downtime episodes, which will be nice. Seems pretty action packed. Uh, I'm sure I'll like it. I'm sure it's fine. She's a cool character. She looks great. She does. She's even, if you really kind of um, focus in on the trailer and when she's holding the lightsabers, her her grabbing techniques on the saber hilt and the mannerisms she uses with her fingers are just like the cartoon. It's unbelievable. The, the same sucker that played uh, Commando? What's the yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, same, same one. Dawson, right? Rosario, Rosario Dawson. Dawson. It is uncanny. She apparently trained for 16 hours a week for multiple months to learn these battles herself. So this is not a stunt double. Um, she's not doing the flips and stuff, but the, the saber techniques and the fights, that's her. That's cool. She, she said she wanted to do the fight scenes um, she, herself. Now, see, I, that kind of commitment and excitement about it, it would be probably be pretty hard for it not to be good you know what i mean when people I'm super excited when everybody cares about it you can't tell me people making episode nine cared <laughs> about star wars like that like that level of caring about the the project you can't convince me that rise of skywalker they <laughs> they cared about about it to that no, level because there was backlash from the last jedi so they said, okay, well, we'll Fired bring back the, the director. Yeah, we'll bring back Jay. Even though the director of Rise of Skywalker storyboards looked really interesting. Um, I don't think they fired him. I think he quit because he didn't like the meddling that was happening. Yeah, so they brought back JJ, who basically took everything they established, whether you like The Last Jedi or not, they basically established that Ray was a nobody person. Like, and And whether you. Like the movie or not, I think most of us agree, oh, well, that's good. Okay, she's not related to anybody. And then they completely threw that out and made her relatable to somebody. Um, yeah. Supreme Chancellor Palpatine or whatever. So one of the most famous Star Wars villains right behind Vader. So, you know, whether you like The Last Jedi or not, they had... Ray, Ryan Johnson had a, a story he was going toward. He's like, let's just make Ray a... No, nothing. Nah, throw that away. Well, that's why you don't make a trilogy with three different people. Have one guy control the three fucking movies, and then you don't have that problem where Ryan Johnson sets up all this shit, and then another guy has to come in, and he decides whether or not that stuff stays or whatever. Yeah, fair enough. I have hope for the future outside of the Ray thing. I think that the I understand that's going to be very divisive. If they do it well, 
And uh, like you said, if they establish the new Jedi Order, bring back a character who needs a redeeming arc, and then never go back to it again, maybe that'll make most fans happy. Uh, but there is a big community out there that likes Ray. Um, I don't believe it or not. Ray. You don't, don't read about it, but they do. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that a lot of the projects they announced were very intriguing. Um, and uh, of course we're going to watch them all cause we, we have to, um, but, uh, we'll start, we'll discuss Mando up to this point and then we'll get into our super Mario brothers review. Um, I know you guys both watched the new Mando episode that was released today, which was episode seven. The season finale is next week. Everyone who was at celebration last week got to see that episode ahead of time. And of course, when you give those previews to all these, you know, YouTubers and stuff, everyone says, oh, my God, there's always positivity, right? When you get that sneak preview. But apparently. It was good, and I'm going to watch it as soon as I get off this podcast. And I know you maybe haven't been enjoying the first six episodes. Uh, We've talked about those. Adam, have you been enjoying this season of Mando so far? Yes. Okay. Even the episode last week with Jack Black. There was one episode that was boring. Which one? Number four, I think. What did they do in that episode? This girl tricks this guy to do illegal stuff and they... Oh, I thought that episode was really good. You're talking about the one where it the was scientist the, guy. the scientist guy and they, they took him to the junkyard and he needed to get his equipment, right? Yeah, he was boring as hell. I thought that was a great episode. But everything else, I liked. So you liked the Jack Black episode? Yes. Good. So did I. <laughs> um, that day, the lady was, she's a singer also. Yeah. Yeah, the um, Jack Black's wife. Yeah. Lotto. Is that her Le- name? Lotto. Lizzo. Lizzo. Lotto is someone else, right? Yeah. Sh- she the flute player? No. Uh, Lizzo. Not up on my pop culture. Uh, it's Lizzo, yeah. So I, I, uh, I like. Well, I like. I've been liking all of them except for that one. It was, they were setting setting up for something. Uh, not even, you know, I don't know for what. Yeah, it felt very out of place. Like it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. even a, like a Mando episode. No, nope. it was like it was like a different thing. It was weird. I like that it was weird. Like it, it, it. You can have those one-off episodes where it's a CSI type investigation with two quirky, you know, uh, royalty people who, uh, you know, don't really. You're not really ever going to see again. And it's got some celebrity cameos. And freaking Doc Brown was in the episode, which I thought was awesome. Um, and it can just not really mean much. Even at the end, it still meant a little bit. I mean, Bo-Katan ended up getting the Darksaber at the end. Um, In a way... I agree with you. If each season was 20 episodes like network television does, if you have an eight-episode season of 40 minutes-ish, I just... There's so much bullshit. (laughs) So just get to the point. Like, so this season is trying to do 
a lot. So let's let's look at the story threads real quick. So you're trying to 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 to. I disagree. I don't think it's trying to do a lot. I, I think I th- do. I think the story so far could have been done in two episodes. So Mando has to redeem himself to uh, show his allegiance to the Mandalorians. Then you have to explore Mandalore itself because everyone thinks the planet has just been turned into glass. Then but you, you do have... that at the same time because he has to go to Ma- he has to go to Mandalore to do that. But also, we find out later, um, Bo-Katan doesn't have to do that. She can take her helmet off because she can walk both ways. So why can't they forgive um, Mando? For the one time taking his helmet off whenever he was like dying or whatever. Because Bo-Katan has had her helmet off longer and can speak to the Mandalorians who have lost their way. Sure, but at that point you're just making up rules, right? Sure. The armor is making up rules like we can't we can't just forgive Mando here for everything he's done too. So you have to find a way where Bo-Katan can receive the dark saber without fighting the Mandalorian. Because remember at the end of season two, he was like, just take this thing. I don't even want it. Like yeah. just here, it's yours. So he got captured by the fucking thing. Yeah. And, and then you, you have an episode where you're trying to see some of the Imperial, um, uh, uh, you know, previous Imperial workers trying to, you know, gel into real life, right? They're on Coruscant. Why? They're trying to uh, re- rehabilitate. They're trying to be productive members of society. And some of them have nefarious plans and some of them don't. You're also trying to bring back some of this cloning aspect that was revealed in the sequel movies, right? How did Palpatine come back? Well, they're trying to explain some of that shit. <laughs> um, you're also trying to be like, where's Moff Gideon? What happened to that dude? So you got to bring that in and then you got to throw in a Rebels character and say, hey, here's Zeb. You don't know who that guy is. A lot of people just thought it was a random Wookiee looking dude at a bar. Um, so there, there are a lot of threads in here that I think they've been doing a pretty good job at explaining in just six episodes. So for them to have a kind of a fun celebrity cameo filled, you know, not really meaning a lot as far as the grand story goes, I appreciate it. Especially I when feel, I hear that this episode today was so cool for most people. It it was the best of the season. I'll say that today's episode was. I just feel awesome. like at least four of the episodes. I'd, no, I'd say about five of the episodes was go here to get a thing. Get interrupted while trying to get thing by monster, bad guy, whatever. <laughs> Fight the thing. Get the thing be told you need to go somewhere else to get another thing. I feel like I know, we've you... gotten four or five episodes of that. Even that episode that Adam hates, that's what they were doing. They were going to get a thing from the Imperial ship and interrupted by what they thought was... No, they were interrupted by monsters, right? No, they lizard... were interrupted by the... I thought uh... they were attacked by like lizard things. Oh, the police. No, the police. I know she turned on him. I know she turned on him, but you heard you heard things. Whatever. Same thing. They were interrupted by something to get a thing. I don't know. I feel like there's there's been two episodes maybe of story, and then there's been a lot of bullshit. They didn't they didn't explain why she hated him because at the end she fried his brain. Yeah. Well, because she got the information that she needed. 
he went and gathered up all the equipment and told her about all of his research and everything that he was planning on doing. And she was just baiting him into learning as much information as possible to help with this cloning experimentation that he's been doing. Is that is why? That, is that whole thing just to learn how Palpatine is a thing? Yeah. <laughs> I told you they're trying to fix that last movie, Bernie. <laughs> Disney higher ups went in there and said, "You got to fix this crap movie that we made, and you're going to put some of this stuff in all these different projects." Whatever. Yeah, that's what's happening. There hasn't been. I will say to Mando's credit, there hasn't been as much fan servicey bullshit this season. Sure. I agree with that. Um which is, I guess is kind of nice, but instead of fan servicey bullshit they've been doing Tim Meadows is Tim Meadows but in Star Wars. <laughs> Where Jack Black is here and Doc Brown. I I I don't know. I I probably take that than the fan service stuff to be honest i'd rather see jack black jack black, jack black was awesome i had no idea he was going to be in this show i thought that was so cool all right so definitely i got to watch this episode tonight and uh we'll talk about the last uh, two. i did think this episode was funny grogu's funny in this episode okay i'll oh, take yeah. that yeah. He really hasn't had a lot to do this season, which, again, no. I didn't even want him in this season. But he hasn't been doing much. And so that I appreciate because it's kind of like he's not even there. And that's what I wanted. I wanted uh, Din Djarin to go on his redemption mission, get back his Mandalorian status, and do it by himself. Um, walk those trials alone. You know, not have the kid there, but Kid hasn't really been relevant much, oh, so that I like. Huh? The kid has helped him out. Helped yeah, I mean, he went and got Bo Katan when he got captured by the creature. I know that, but he I helped. Mean, he helped uh, Lizzo or whatever in her little game that she was playing. Oh she yeah, did have Lizzo. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he did that. Yeah. He does. He's got a bigger role today, I guess. But he's. It's funny. You, you'll okay. See. Cool. Um, all right, so last topic of the day, Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, I'll go last because I'm gonna I'm gonna gush about this film. Uh, we've already talked about how much we'll money it made. No spoiler review. No spoiler review. Okay, Bernie, you go first. It is exactly what you would picture a Super Mario Brothers movie to be, knowing today's. Hollywood filmmaking nostalgia porn stuff. Um, bare minimum plot. You've seen the story a million times. Story doesn't even really matter. And then it's just circle jerk of Easter eggs and references and all that kind of stuff. And it's funny enough to keep the kids interested. My kids were laughing at a whole bunch of stuff. Um, they thought him turning it Mario turning into a cat, you know, that power. They thought that was hilarious. Um, and then they have like, um, they have jump Mario man, they have Mario Kart stuff. They have jump man arcade game in the pizza parlor. The pizza parlor is named after like, 
I think it's called Punch Out Pizza or something like that. They have posters of the different games up on like Mario's bedroom wall. Um, one of them's playing Icarus, I think. Right, Rami? That is correct, he's, Kid Icarus. He's, yeah, yeah, he's playing Kid Icarus at some point. Which is why I said there's there's choose though. That's why this is why I said there's two demographics for this fucking movie: <laughs> little kids and Rami. Yeah, and that's exactly what the movie is. It was the best. It's geared to just it's it's like how do we get from one Easter egg or reference to another is how the movie's basically set up versus and then plot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all right, so we got to get Donkey Kong, we got to get Cranky Kong, and we have to have the Donkey Kong rap in it, and but we need oh shit. Okay, well, where are we going to put in Mario Kart stuff? All right, well, let's make Mario Kart and Donkey Kong's area. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it was great. But we need Rainbow Road. How do we get the Rainbow Road in with the Mario Kart thing? We're like, oh, then we'll have them go here, and they have to use a Rainbow Road. <laughs> it's just yeah. like that throughout the entire hour and a half. Uh, it's exact, It's literally fantastic. exactly what you would imagine. It's fine, uh, though. I, th- I thought it was fine. It's, it's fine. I mean, yeah, for the for the kids... Knockout. I, I mean, I can't. I didn't have movies like this when I was a child. I mean, the Mario movie I got when I was like eleven years old was that stupid John Leguizamo uh, movie. Where I, I mean, have you guys ever seen that live action Super Mario film? Yeah, I liked it. It's horrible. Oh, it's awful. I liked it as a kid. Ugh, so bad. Um, I didn't even like it as a kid. And so I'm sure if I this, watch it now, it's horrible. I haven't seen it in 20 years. It's, it's terrible. Um, yes, this movie is very nostalgia driven. It's got a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of little nods to the, you know, the the, the Nintendo fanboy in you. Yes, they do show uh, Mario playing Kid Icarus, which is such a random game to choose. Um, uh, the voice actors they chose were great. Um, I think a lot of people owe Chris Pat and a, Chris Pratt an apology. He got dunked on when they chose him to play the character's voice, and I thought he did an incredible job. And you even cannot, after the first trailer, whenever they heard the voice for the first time, he got shit on real bad. You cannot, and he was silent about it, right? He didn't say anything, didn't post nothing, didn't didn't give in to the hate. Silent statue. And then it was released, and everyone was like, yeah, that was actually pretty good. You cannot have the dude who does the Mario voice on the video game for an hour and 30 minutes talk like that. that have you is... ever met that guy in real life? No. He's oh, at a man. lot of comic events, though. Yeah, he uh, he was at St. Louis Comic Con, and then when I picked up my badge, um, it was at a local comic shop, and he was there doing autographs and talking to people, so I could talk to him for a little bit. He is not who you would expect to do that voice. It's crazy. Sure. He and is they did, like they did get long white hair, like hippie looking guy. Oh, like I've a, seen like what he looks like. Hippie. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And he did get a line in the movie. He was one of Mario's uh, when they were in the restaurant and Spike was cursing at them or whatever, telling them they're losers. He was the guy at the slot machine who got to do the yahoo like that was him um mm-hmm. no chris pratt did awesome charlie day as luigi really great uh um you had uh seth um 
Rogan. What's his name? Not Seth. Yeah, Seth Rogan. Great Donkey Kong. Um, when he told, he actually gave an interview before the movie came out. They said, Hey, when they came to me to do this role, he just told them, he goes, look, I'll, I'll do it. No problem. I think it's a great opportunity, but he goes, I'm going to talk like myself. I'm not going to do a Donkey Kong voice. And they said, well, no, that's what we want. We want you just to talk. Donkey like Kong you. doesn't talk though. Does he? He just goes, grunts. Yeah. But he didn't want... Yeah. But he wasn't going to modify his voice. He said, I'm just going right, to be yeah. me. Uh, unlike Chris Pratt trying to sound a little Which bit is of fine. That's perfectly Italian. fine to do that. Who cares? Yeah. I thought that was great. Um, Bowser was good. Bowser Peach was great. Toad was great. Yeah, Peach was great too. Yeah, all of them were. Peach's were or uh, Toad's voice was modified. You don't think that was Keegan Michael? No, it was, but they did. I think they did something to his voice. You think that was just him doing a voice? I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know I if he was able it, actually I thought they were able to doing make that voice or not. It. It's a good thing to look up. Um, yeah. So, yes, the nostalgia in me had a smile on my face the whole time. There are some really, really cool little funny bits that you didn't maybe didn't expect. Um, you know, some of the humor really did hit with me. Um, of course, being with your kid and seeing her laugh. Um, it's just, dude. A like a a movie for me. I mean, I I go to kids movies with my child. I don't like the minions. I've said this before. A lot of Pixar movies don't hit gel with me. Um, I watch Bluey at home. I like Bluey, um, but but just some of this Pixar, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the other DreamWorks type? Sh- I just I don't like these. This one I did, and yes, it's because I got to see Koopa Troopa. And I got to see Bullet Bills. And I got to see Shy Guys. I like how you're naming stuff that you like. It's not, not about whether or not your kid enjoys the I Pixar know. movies. You knew the Shy stuff. Guys were. You knew Bullet Bills. <laughs> I know, we, read this, like, we have this Mario. I watch Pixar movies. I watch this. With, uh, it's not really up to you, Rami. I know. But I watch them with her because I'm a good dad. Um, we had this Mario encyclopedia that we read every night before she goes to bed and we learn about the history of these characters. Yeah. Dude, she picked the book out at the book fair. I didn't pick it out. So I read it to her. She knows about Goombas. She knows about the skeleton Bowser. She knows everything. Toadette, everybody. So it's, it's good stuff. Yeah, so I mean, if you if you have kids, they're gonna love it. If you don't, and you're nostalgic for Nintendo, you really like it. The reviews between the critics and the audience couldn't have been more separated. I think it was at like a fifty-one percent from critics and like a ninety-eight percent from audience members. So, if you went and saw the movie, you enjoyed it. All right. What do you give it out of ten? Oh how yeah, blue, my review. How many blue turtle shells out of ten? Nine. Nine blue turtle shells out of ten. Yeah. Crazy. For sure. I'll be the voice of reason and give it six. Oh, jeez. <laughs> nah, this gets it a was nine. fine. I didn't hate it or anything, but it's I mean, it's not what it's you you were describing. Yeah. I had a six year old, a four year old, and a two year old there watching it with me and the four-year-old was scared of Bowser stuff. The two, the two-year-old was just yelling "It's a me, Mario!" <laughs> basically the whole time, and then the six-year-old thought it was really funny. Awesome. 
Yeah, I can see some of the Bowser stuff being a little creepy, especially uh, the Luigi stuff where he was running away in like the haunted woods. Yeah, that's what she was scared of. And we saw it in IMAX and it was super loud. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. um, Which added to the fear. Sure. All right. Um, Do we want to end it on a top three or call it a night? We could name our three favorite Mario characters. I was just going to say top three Mario characters. Sure. Uh, Adam, you got a top three Mario characters in the Mario world? Mario and Luigi and Donkey Kong. That's there a classic go. trio. I'll take it. Now, uh, are Brie, we doing Mario adjacent worlds? Like, can I have Diddy Kong as? Yeah, sure. You just can't pick Link. Um, but yeah, you can have Diddy He's Kong. In Mario Kart. Don't care. It doesn't count. Okay. I'm gonna do. Uh, from three, two, one, Diddy Kong, Waluigi, mm-hmm. and then I'm always a big Bowser fan. I'm always Bowser in all the Mario Kart games and stuff. So Bowser's my number one. Three, two, one for me. Uh, of course, number three is Mario. Um, Got to pick the classic. Uh, number two is Yoshi, and number one is not Waluigi, but it's Wario. Um, I pick him in every Mario Kart game since he's been on the 64. Um, my favorite character, bar none. And there's a rumor. I'll leave this episode with this rumor that they're trying to get Pedro Pascal to voice Wario in the sequel. It's not a rumor. Jack Black said that's what he wants. <laughs> well, then get it done. Get it done. Uh, I, would I would not love be surprised that. to see it. Yeah, that would yeah, be great. That'd be awesome. He's a fantastic now, character. Let's play a game here with Adam. Adam, there is an after credit scene in the Mario movie. Mm. If you had to guess sure. what was teased at the end of this movie, a character or whatever, what would your guess be for the tease? The after credit tease. I have no idea. I don't know if I want to. Spo- I don't know if I want to spoil it for you. Probably because I'm not going to go see it unless it comes out on TV. Any character you think that they would tease? Whenever I saw it, it was, it was the most obvious. I was like, "Oh, here it comes." Rami, were you surprised by the end credit scene? No, not at all. <laughs> Yoshi, they it pans through a bunch of pipes, and then you see the Yoshi egg, and it starts wiggling, and then it like cracks. It was great. Like and most... you even hear the little <laughs> yep. <"Yeah." laughs> yeah. It was awesome. But the first like credit going scene into the movie, was... I was like, if they're if they're gonna do an end credit scene where they like tease something, it's like gun to my head, I'd say Yoshi. Yeah. You do it, Yoshi. But the, <laughs> the first mid credit scene was uh, that was great. You guys saw the movie. I didn't see the movie. I didn't know Yoshi came out. Yeah, that's true. Movie. You didn't know Yoshi was in it. That's true. That's a fair yeah. point, Adam. Yeah. All right. Well, um, as always, uh, we miss you, Dwayne. Uh, I'm glad you got a night off. Um, we'll see you on the next episode. Uh, Adam, welcome back. Glad to have you. Uh, well, you use, I try to use uh, Chrome. They wouldn't allow it. I had to use uh, Safari. 
Oh, it works on Safari now? Yeah. That's great. I... You sh this didn't work on Safari before, so that's great news. Yeah. No, you sound great. We can hear you fine, so I'm glad you got your internet back and you're able to join us. And uh, uh, thank you guys for listening. Please, again, follow us Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, love your support. Love your views. We've been having a lot of downloads for the month of April. So thank you very much for everyone who's jumped on board and listening to our content. It's been a really good month for us. And we just really appreciate you coming back and giving us a chance and growing our audience. I think we're at 40,000 downloads now, which is awesome. Yep. Um, Crazy. That, that's a big, that's a big mark. So holy smokes. Thank you so much. And we, we, we do this because we we're friends. We like talking about comics. We put it on microphones and people listen to what we have to say. So who knew? And, uh, See you guys next time. Okay. Peace. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, check out CrossTheStreamsMedia.com to hear more episodes of this podcast and the other shows on the Cross the Streams Network. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your favorite shows. Visit CrossTheStreamsMedia.com for more information. See you next time. Cross the This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.